sick of going through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, AFL.com, trying to find all the relevant information just to make your Supercoach team better? Well, my name is Ben. I'm from Supercoach Insider. And of course you are, because you've already seen part one of this video where I went from Adelaide through to Hawthorne, and I'm kicking straight off back, going from Melbourne through to West Coast. So before you move on, please do like, subscribe, keep up that support because we try and cover many different avenues here. And this is a first for me. So let me know that you like it so I can do more of it. Otherwise, I won't. Melbourne, let's go straight in. Interview with Richardson today. Grundy and Brayshaw are cooked. Now, Gorn, a 622K ruck, uh, returned to full training a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, the week they actually did their hemi, they did like a load of 45 kilometers that week. So not surprising. Definitely a lot of fitness happening at the Ds. Grundy, though, they came out and spoke about the, the split between forward and saying, like, these guys will go forward so that way they don't have to play huge minutes in the ruck and their role will depend on performance and the impact each game, which pretty much just rules out Gorn. It rules out Grundy. And the best thing to do now is not start with them. And if one of them gets DPP, you can reassess and pay up for them then. The other thing is they're talking about more depth in their midfield rotation. So Pickett has been training more through the midfield. And last year, they were saying that they were too narrow and they want to be diff more difficult for opponents to plan for, etc. So that could actually impact Clary and Petraka because they're trying to get some other people in those CBAs. And Clary, I think, had a huge monopoly on CBAs and it was like 10% more than anyone else. So it is a little concerning, but I still rate Clary more than anyone. Lockie Hunter, 392K mid, apparently will be used around stoppages a lot. So Seagull, 2.0, especially in draft leagues, definitely a nice little shaky one there for a late pick. Salem out with thyroid issues, so they flagged um, Rivers, Bowie, and Brayshaw, who's a 550K defender who can provide cover for Salem if he's unlikely to, who's unlikely to get up for round one. So that pretty much just means Brayshaw, when he was a midfielder and getting, I think it was 56% or 50% CBAs or more, uh, he was averaging 108 for those last sort of four to six games last year. So that's really hurtful for me. It kind of rules him out now because they're looking at any kind of stopgap for Brayshaw to go back into defense and cover that as well. Plus, now they're trying to get even more people through those CBAs, I think it's going to be even harder for him to get a larger chunk of that pie. So that rules him out. North Melbourne, big, big stuff happening here. So Zeeble, Chris's favorite player, Zeeble, 356K forward, said he'll be playing defense. That's where the coach sees him playing, and that's what he'll be doing. So if he gets kickouts, he could be a very good selection. Now, this news also makes it harder to pick Gota because – when you have a look at their back line, now there's another body in there. So you've got Buckets, you've got Core, Logue, Zeebles now back in there, Hall, McDonald, Taron Thomas, right, if he gets back into that team or, you know, eventually. Gota, Drury, Scott, Archer. There's just so many people in that back line and it just provides even more uncertainty. Uh, I'll really need to see how they sort of line up and structure. But when you even go Buckets, Core, Logue, Zeeble, Hall, McDonald, there's not much room for Terran Thomas to go to Drury, Scott, and Archer. So it'll be really interesting to see who gets on the bench, who gets what role, or whether Scott pushes upfield, hopefully. Phillips, 158K mid, uh, has been impressing all preseason, had glandular fever a couple times last year. Uh, really good in match him as well, so he should be pretty much locked in your side for everyone. Sheasel, 198K forward, was in the probable lineup for North, so that means it'll mean they'll play him, but he is quite expensive as well. Some linking him to maybe like a Rosie sort of type, but I think they're going to play him probably close to home in the forward line, which makes it hard for me to pay $200,000 for a first-year player. So I'm definitely a huge advocate for probably passing at this time, but you could definitely see some really good stuff from him in the um, match sims and the practice matches going forward. Drury, 102K forward mid, has impressed on multiple occasions in gameplay. 
178 centimeters likened to Caleb Daniel. Now, again, probably possibly a sketchy job security. Aaron Hall, I think, had some ankle or lower body issues. So there's probably doubts over him. And it's also Hall's kind of getting older. They might want to blood some youth in, et cetera. So that is where maybe, you know, you might find a Gota or a Drury coming into that side. But they're definitely risky. The benefit with Drury is he's, he's 102,000. So it's much easier to pick him instead of Gota if they both have that same kind of sketchiness. Coburn is 123K forward. I expect him to be best 22. I had some inside word coming this season that apparently he's just absolutely flying. Uh, issue is I think he's kind of got like key sort of forward role, which means his scoring potential could be a question, but I do think he is in their best um, in their best team. And Zerha, 351K forward, getting midfield minutes, so could improve his base for draft. I still don't think he's standard relevant, but it could actually improve his scoring output and one to watch and see. And he's a dynamic player. Port Adelaide, Finlayson, 456K forward. Ruck did a syndesmosis injury at the start of the month. Could impact Lysett. They still expect him to make it back by the start of the season, but one to watch and monitor to see what happens and eventuates. Ollie Wines, 580K mid, coming off pretty significant knee injury, uh, surgery, sorry, back in uh, full training in the next week or so. So he hadn't done any footy training, but building before round one now. So that screams red flags for me as far as, you know, picking him in draft or even standard. And it opens up some other possibilities for more players having some more midfield time early. Um, once wasn't huge for time on ground in general. So now he hasn't had much footy. He had that knee surgery and just kind of working his way back in now. I think it's going to be hard for him to kind of really impose himself. So I'm watching him, but I'm definitely looking at passing him on all um, reserves. Boak is an interesting one. 580K mid was only 5% short of forward status last year. And apparently Rosie, Butters, Horn Francis, etc., going more inside. And Boak is expected to go outside, which means as a forward, he could definitely get that DPP this year. Good for drafts, etc. If people are passing on him, you might be able to then get him and put him in that forward line. So also one to keep an eye on as at round six, etc. Forwards who could average a hundred as well, which means you've got Butters, Rosie, and possibly Bloke all sharing that forward line, and it could be the dogs of twenty twenty two. Horn Francis three hundred forty eight k forward mid. The price is there to tempt you, and um, look, uh, it depends. If you're playing Sicily, you can only have one flog in your team. Although he's kind of you know changed his way, so I quite like Sicily. But uh, Horn Francis is uh, definitely tempting some people. Apparently, getting some midfield time, etc. He's at home. He's you know staying, you know, sees his dad a lot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it'll be interesting to see what he brings and what kind of role that they give him. So how much mid time? What's he actually presenting? And I think he's definitely got a lot of skills to present and move forward. All right, Richmond, not much to come out of Richmond except pretty much um, Toronto, uh, 503K forward mid and Hopper, 332K mid. Both been getting bulk minutes in the uh, inside and in the midfield. Um, Hopper was managed, I think, for one of these uh, intra-club games. Not concerning, he was getting managed once a week pretty much through the preseason to manage him into this season based on his injuries last year. So no concern there. Both of those locked and ready to go. Should be in a lot of teams as well based on the chunk that they're going to get. And it's made even more relevant the fact that Cochin's actually expected to play predominantly forward. Um, so that's definitely going to be a big wait and see as far as that. But it just opens the door for a lot of other people to get points. St. Kilda. Um, Kamaditi, 102K forward, has signed up just through the DPP, I think, in the last uh, 24 hours or so. He's a forward. He's cheap. 
He might fill the void uh, left by Max King, hopefully. So he could be a decent option and one to watch. I'm not sure if he's getting games. I'm not sure of his potential, but apparently at training he was leading up real hard and and um, you know presenting. So it'll be one to watch and see. But I love cheap options coming up, especially when their key forward is injured and missing quite a lot of the year. So Caulfield, 208k defender, was playing an attacking intercept defender role apparently during match sim, which is what we got told. Uh, that's a good role if it continues. He's uh, about 107,000 cheaper than Hunter Clark who's uh, 315K. So when it when in doubt, cheaper wins. Now, Hunter Clark, actually, news has gone cold on him a little bit. Now, it came out, uh, he was getting props from the midfield coach and pretty much was talking about how he was, like, you know, working with the midfield coach, et cetera. And he wasn't training in defense because after a big session, all the defenders did these repeated runs of repeated runs into fatigue, and Hunter Clark wasn't part of that. So I got really excited until I haven't heard anything about him, about match sim or who's impressing or anything the last few weeks. So I've kind of gone cold on him a little bit, but watch and wait and see. Blakey, for, so Sydney Swans. Blakey, 475k defender, has mild glandular fever and will miss a few weeks before returning to training. So this could positively impact Lloyd. Uh, more likely probably Campbell as well early on. So remember Campbell, really high draft pick. I think he was pick five a few years back and um, meant to be a really good rebounding sort of defender player with a good kick. So he's been biding his time. So that might be a nice little opportunity for him early on to present himself. Always sub a lot last year and the year before. Um, Callum Mills, 642K mid, said he might continue to go into defense to stop the run of goals if needs be. So what was happening if the opposition was getting lots of goals in a row, Mills would just take it upon himself and he would just go back into that defensive line to try and help the team, which means it can impact his super coach output. And you have no idea when it's happening because it's pretty much whenever he decides to. So if a team's on a roll, then he might just decide to go back there and help out, which he still scores okay as a defender. But when you're paying that much money for a premium mid, you might see a little bit of fluctuations, which makes him more of an upgrade than a start to me through the season. Now, Constant, Constanti, I don't even know how you say that. I was thinking like Constantine. I sent a few gifts out there as well. So 121K forward. Now he's a pressure forward with some class. The coach has been really excited by him. He said he doesn't like to kind of play the young guys early off. But um, it's you can't help but be impressed. And apparently him and Papley are like this. They're pretty much like the Bash Brothers, I think it is, from um, the Mighty Ducks, except, you know, smaller version. But uh, really impressed to see what they'll bring. And uh, high-pressure forwards, tackles, and goals can definitely, you know, spike your output there. So it looks like he could be that best 22 mark at this point in time. West Coast, uh, Darling did his ankle under a tackle. Now... It looked really bad, like he could have had syndesmosis or something really bad and been out for a long time. But apparently he doesn't need surgery. So news today is it's he's pretty much touch and go for round one. So I think that's very lucky. And that could positively impact Allen, who's a 210K forward. Because if he was out, Allen was probably getting the number one defender, which makes it harder to score. And um, so I think if he it appears okay now as far as Allen being back into your side. Uh, still upset that Allen's not going to be taking any of the ruck. He's pretty much going to be a key forward, which isn't great. He's due to break out a little bit. I, I do think that. I think he's very impressive. But paying 210K for a key forward when I can pay 102K or 120K for a key forward like Combin, um, it's a hard sell, I tell you what, and even harder if Darling's out of that team. Elliot Yo, he's a big one. 337K defender. He's splitting his time between defense and midfield. So Shuey is doing the same as far as in the match sim. They split their time there. Um, but when you had the center bounce, the first center bounce, Yo was actually in that midfield and it was with um, Kelly and Sheed. So 
Interesting though, Kelly actually took, so Yo took some kickouts in defense when he was there, which is impressive because, well, kickouts, if you play on its points, right? But what was even more impressive is that he actually shared that back line with Hearn and Witherden in the, you know, in the uh, in, uh, intra-club, right? So they had two teams. He shared the same team as Hearn and Witherden and he still got kickouts. So that's extremely impressive for me, which just provides even more clarity that I think that role will actually continue. So Elliot Yo, I think, should be in everyone's side. Jinbi, 171K defender mid, also impressing in that defensive line, but also getting midfield minutes. So a tall, strong player, really impressing. I think he's definitely in line for a round one berth, and he's an on-field option for me, whether that's in the defensive line or even in your midfield if you want to provide some security to move from that. But I think he's definitely a really great option. Hewitt, 148K mid, uh, played half forward in the match sim, but also went and just did after that, doing some stoppage work with Jinbi this week. So he's one to watch because they're getting him into some stoppage work. So I think that's definitely one to watch there. Hewitt, 148K mid. Not sure if I want him on field in the midfield as my M8, but he definitely looks like a nice little bench option. Dom, Sheed, and Cully, I'm putting them together. Uh, lots of CBAs. Sheed was uh, managed in, whereas Cully is apparently ripping in ripping condition. Sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Tim English. So Western Bulldogs. Tim English, 581k ruck. Didn't take part. Didn't take part in the match team yesterday with hamstring tightness. Uh, being cleared of any damage though, but and will be on light duties this week. So a little concerning. He had abductor issues a couple of weeks back. Now he's had hamstring tightness. Good news is he's not actually injured. They'll just back his load off a little bit. But when a guy had concussion injury issues, injury issues, and now. Last year and now this year in the preseason, he's already had abductor issues and now hamstring tightness. It's really concerning for a guy I think could actually be the number one ruck by the end of the year, but it's no point being the number one scoring ruck if you don't get enough games. So I think it's going to be really interesting. That it's starting to make it hard to pick him, even though I still like him as a player and a pick. Adam Trelaw, 530k mid, finally joined in to match him as well as he works his way back from ankle issues. He's finally back. Bailey Smith joined the training a full training again a couple of weeks ago, so he's back. Um, I'm still waiting on more news from McLean and Bruce. So everyone thinks that there's, you know, McLean's definitely meant to be in that mix. He was in the second team uh, in the midfield um, in their match team a couple of weeks ago or the last week or so. And um, Bruce is definitely playing defense apparently, but he's up against a lot of players. There's a lot of depth, I think, at the dogs at the moment. So Bruce is being challenged in defense and the forward line. So I'm not actually sure he's best 22, but I do want to wait and see how he goes. And that's it. Um, a lot of talking real quick for 15 minutes on both pods, but I hope you have enjoyed the crash course, 15 minutes apiece, all the news and information that you need to know. Um, let me know. I've actually got the document. I might even just attach that as a, uh, a, a link to um, Google Docs or something or other. So let me know who you're really interested in. Let me know if you want this to continue, if you like it, um, if you want me to keep putting work into this sort of stuff every week or two, give you the updates so that way you don't have to try and sift through everything. You just listen to this and bang, you know everything. You're pretty much good to go and I can deliver it in a way that's relevant and relatable for Supercoach. All right, that's it from me now. Like, subscribe, shout us out and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.